what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If there's one thing you want to make sure of, you want to make 100% sure today before you walk out that door that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if your heart was to stop beating, you would instantly go to be with the Lord in heaven. Because the alternative, my friend, is going to be hell. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 13. Move down, if you will, to verse 15. 2 Kings 13, verse 15. And Elisha said unto King Joash, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek, till thou hast consumed them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, Smite upon the ground. And he smote thrice and stayed. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou should have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. What God has for us is better than anything that you and I can come up with on our own. God has promised us victory. But if our faith is divided, we will fall short of God's best. Half measures won't work with God, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to use for a subject this morning, falling short of God's best. Elisha was one of the most anointed prophets in all of Israeli history. His ministry lasted for some 66 years, and now he's on his deathbed. And someone would say, well, Brother James, if This man was so anointed of God, then why didn't he use that anointing upon himself and heal himself? He performed twice the miracles as that of Elisha, received a double portion of the Spirit. Why didn't he use that anointing upon himself? This is where many preachers and much of the church goes wrong. We don't use the anointing. The anointing uses us. We don't use God. 
God uses us, ladies and gentlemen. And while I'm here on this subject, let me say this. It does not matter how close you are to God. Yes, you need to be close to God. Yes, you need to seek Him. Yes, gifts of the Spirit are available to you, and we should seek the Lord earnestly for the best gift. We should ask Him for the anointing of His Spirit upon our lives so that we can perform the work that He has for us to do. But it makes no difference how anointed you may be, how many gifts of the Spirit you may have. These things are not going to make you exempt from the appointment that you have one day with death. Are you hearing me? The Bible says in Hebrews nine twenty seven that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment Every single one of you in this place, every single one of you listening by radio right now, you have an appointment, and you're not going to miss it. You say, Brother James, I got this to do, that to do. I got my life planned out. I plan on getting married and having a family, and I plan on landing this big job, and I plan on this and plan on that. My friend, there's one thing you can plan on. There's an appointment that you're going to have one day with the chilly hand of death, and the only thing that's going to matter then is are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? What will you say when you stand before Him one day? What will you say? I'm going to tell you what this old boy is going to say. I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. As the devil brings up this and brings up that, and he may be true in some of the things he says, but I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Because it's only through and by the blood of Jesus Christ, my friend, that you're going to make heaven your home. And after you get saved, God wants you to have victory over the sin nature that's in your life. God does not want you to be bound by cigarettes. Are you listening to me? He does not want you to be bound by alcohol. He does not want you to be bound by pornography. He does not want you to be bound by any of these types of vices and things and a thousand others that I have not mentioned today. That is not God's will. God said that sin shall not have dominion over you. And I'm here to tell you today that you can have victory over those things in your life that are bondages. Those things that are killing you, that are destroying you. You can have victory over those things. But if you're half-hearted, half-measures don't work. King Joash, he came to see... Elisha on his deathbed. Now, there's several things I want to say here about this. First of all, Joash worshipped the gold calves. It was a religion all within itself, although it had all the outward trappings of the true worship of Israel, it ignored the sin issue. It presented another way to God other than what God designated in His Word. It was another religion. 
He worshipped the gold calves that the kings before him had established. But yet when Syria attacked Israel on several occasions and there were heavy losses, he turns to Elisha to seek counsel from Jehovah God. Now my question is this. Why didn't he seek the counsel of the prophets under his own religion? I'm going to tell you why. They couldn't help him. But I guarantee you, he kept them on the roll, the payroll. I said all that today to say this. People out here in the world, they do all kind of foolish things. They spend tons of money on things to try to get help for their problems. And it doesn't do any good. And then when things really, really get bad, that's when you see them in the church house. People know where to go to get help, but they resist God. They go through all this other and spend all this money and effort popping pills and everything in the world, and then they turn to God. Let me save you a little money today. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and let Him solve your problems. I'm here to tell you today, He can not only save your soul, but He can heal your physical body if you will believe Him and trust Him. He wants to heal you today. Healing is in the atonement. He paid an awful price on that cross. Took 39 stripes upon his back for your physical healing today. Claim one of those stripes for yourself. It is not God's will for you to be sick. It is God's will for you to be in health. It is God's will for you to be financially stable. I didn't say you're finance rich. But it is God's will for you to be financially stable and not struggling and all these types of things. And Jesus Christ paid for that for you at Calvary's cross. And it's time for God's people to start standing on the promises of God. Not just coming to church and standing on the premises, but start standing on the promises of God's Word. Oh, but half measures won't work. How many of God's people today are falling short? Of his best. Because there's a little something over here on the side. Let me tell you this. You cannot place your faith in the cross of Christ and something else. And expect the blessings of God. Half measures won't work. And here Joash is. He's worshiping the gold calves. Oh, but he's over here talking to Elisha too. To get a little help. Because the Syrians has come in and caused him trouble. Something else unusual here about King Joash going to see Elisha. The kings didn't wait upon the prophets. The prophets waited on the kings. The prophets went to the kings, not the kings coming to the prophets. But Joash, this ungodly king that worshipped gold calves went out of the way to come and see Elisha on his deathbed. That is a sign that Joash recognized the value of Elisha's ministry. There are precious few in this world out here that recognize the value of the true believers in their midst. 
Oh, but let me tell you something. When the rapture of the church takes place, and we're taken out of this world, they're going to know our value then, friend. And incidentally, the only thing that's going to exempt you from death is the rapture of the church. And my friend, you got to be ready for that. I don't know how you're going. I don't know if the chilly hand of death is going to come tapping on your shoulder or whether it's going to be the trump of God sounds. Either way, you need to be ready, my friend. And half-hearted measures ain't going to work. I talked to a man the other day. I said, are you ready to meet the Lord? Do you know the Lord? He said, I'm about 75% there. I said, my friend, 75% ain't going to cut it. If there's one thing you want to make sure of, you want to make 100% sure today before you walk out that door that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if your heart was to stop beating, you would instantly go to be with the Lord in heaven. Because the alternative, my friend, is going to be hell. I've looked in the rearview mirror and I've seen blue lights flashing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And my heart drops down in my stomach because I know I done messed up. Well, what in the world were you doing, Brother James? That's none of your business. <laughs> what were you doing? But my friend, when you step into eternity, it's too late. If you miss what I'm talking about today, You've missed it all. You will be in hell to burn there forever and forever. If there's one thing you want to be 100% on today, that is your salvation in Jesus Christ. And half measures won't work. You can't believe a little of this and believe a little of that and think you're going to go to heaven. My friend, you ain't going to do it. And you're not going to have God's best when you're half-hearted this way, that way. I'm trying a little this, try a little that. I, I believe in Islam and all this other. You can't do it, my friend. And a lot of the church today is doing that garbage. Chrislam. Oh, I always go to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. No, they're not, my friend. They're not. It won't work. Half measures won't work. Your faith has to be exclusively in Christ and Him crucified. Nothing else. If your faith is split between this and that, well, I don't know, I... I believe there's a God out there, and, you know, I believe, I believe I've done enough good works to kind of tip the scales in my favor. I think I'm like, you're not going to make it, my friend. You're going to be a shishkebop. That's what you're going to end up being, a shishkebop. You better take what I'm saying today very seriously. I'm talking to somebody in here today or somebody out there listening by radio. You need to hear what I'm saying today. The time of playing games is over. Your time is short, and it's shorter than you realize. And Brother James, doctors give me six months to live. You don't know that. You're not promised tomorrow. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Do it now. Do it now. Elisha said in 2 Kings 13, verse 15, he said, Take bow and arrows. And Joash took the bow and the arrows. 
Elisha was basically telling Joash that he was going to have to fight the enemy that was threatening to kill him. And folks, it is the same with you and I today. You and I today are called to fight. It's going to be a fight. But this fight, ladies and gentlemen, it's not so much outward as it is inward. Did you hear what I said? Let me preach in the parking lot. The battle that you face, ladies and gentlemen... The battle that you face, it is not as much outward as it is inward. Understand that. See, a lot of the things that you're struggling with, they're just symptoms. They're symptoms of the real problem. The real problem is the sin nature that hides within every single one of us. It's within our hearts and lives. And that sin nature can remain dormant only as we keep our faith anchored in Christ in His finished work. But if we allow our faith to shift to something else, and it doesn't matter what the something else is, it may be good, it may be your church attendance. It may be what you put in the offering plate. It may be in this preacher. It may be in a denomination. It may be in a church. It may be in your fasting so often. It may be in your prayer life. It may be in the Lord's Supper. It may be in water baptism. It may be in a lot of good things. But those good things, my friend, will not save you. Your faith, again, has to be exclusively in Christ and what He did at Calvary. And if it is, then the Holy Spirit, who is God, will keep that sin nature within you under control. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, the Bible says. Your faith has to be in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And what he did at Calvary. The Holy Spirit will then place the sin nature which is within you in a state of remission. How many of you have heard of people who has cancer and their cancer has gone into remission? Every single one of us in here had the cancer of sin within our lives. But that sin nature can go in remission. But it's only as you take the gospel every day. The gospel. The gospel. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. My friend, when you take the gospel every day, the powerful ingredient of the Holy Spirit will be released within your life and it'll change you and make you into what you ought to be. And that sin nature will go into remission. That is God's best for you. Oh, but how many are falling short? Of God's best because their faith is divided or they've allowed their faith to shift into something else we're called to fight a battle folks that battle is more inward than outward and let me tell you this Satan takes full advantage of the problems and issues that we have he takes full advantage of it, and we've got to fight. 
And our fight is not with bows and arrows. Paul said, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The main weapon that God has given us today is the cross of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because it was there at the cross that Jesus paid the sin debt. It was there at the cross that Jesus paid the sin debt, which opened the door for the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and lives. The cross, my friend, is your weapon of choice. Well, Brother James, I thought the Word of God was supposed to be my weapon. Let me tell you this. The first three chapters in your Bible tells you how God created this world, how He created man, and how man fell. In Genesis chapter 3, God said that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. It pointed to Christ. Christ would be the one to come and save us from our sins. Genesis 3, verse 15. From that point right there, all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, it's all about Christ. His coming into the world and dying for our sins. So again, your weapon of choice is the cross of Christ because the story of the Bible, the story of the Word of God, is the story of the cross. All right. It's a fight. And Satan's going to attack you every way he can. And every attack of the enemy is but to pull you away from the cross of Christ. You think, well, the devil's trying to get me to drink. Or the devil's trying to get me to look at this over here and get involved in that over there. The devil could care less about those things. His main effort is to try to pull you away from the finished work of Christ. Because if you lay that cross down, my friend, you're not going to make it. If you lay down the finished work of Christ, if you give it up, then you're going to fall short of God's best. And God's got good things for you today. He's got good things for you. If He could catch some of you, He'd bless you. Now... Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 6 and 12, he said, Fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. You got to make up your mind, I ain't going to hell for nobody. I'm going to have God's best. And don't let your faith be divided among other things. Folks, if you look in 2 Kings 13 verse 16, you'll see where we're not in this battle alone. Joash put his hand upon the bow. 2 Kings 13, verse 16. Then Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. By this action, Elisha was telling the king that he was not in this battle alone, that God was with him. And folks, let me tell you today, the battle that you're facing, you're not in this thing alone. The song says, you may ask me how I know 
my Lord is real. You may doubt the things I say and doubt the way I feel, but I know He's real today. He'll always be. I can feel His hand in mine, and that's enough for me. I will never walk alone, for He holds my hand. He will guide each step I take, and if I fall, I know He'll understand. Until the day He tells me why He loves me so, I can feel His hand in mine, and that's all I need to know. Glory to God. You're not in this battle alone, ladies and gentlemen. The most powerful force in the universe is with you. Jesus said in John 14, 16, He said, I'll pray the Father, and He'll give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. The word comforter there in the Greek means one called alongside to help. It carries the idea of a heavy load being carried. But it takes two people to carry the load. See, the Holy Spirit's not going to do it all. There's a part in it that you have to play, and you need to figure out what your part is. And you say, well, what is my part, Brother James? Keeping your faith anchored in the finished work of Christ, that is your part. If you will carry the cross, the Holy Spirit will do the work and you'll have God's best. I'm not finished with this message today. I've said a lot of things here today that I didn't intend to say, but I've run out of time. Come on back next week and I'll finish it. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.